You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We've got you ready for your drafts here. A lot of good stuff. The updated rankings, top 200. Look at my do not draft list, the overrated players by ranking in ADP, and the flip side of that, the value picks. They're the underrated players by ADP and ranking. You can check out as well as my overall draft plan here for 2021. A lot of great stuff from our staff at Sporting News. You can check out there on the site here in Lockdown Fantasy Football. It's a new week, so we're going to look at new aspects of the rankings here as you build up to your drafts. Hopefully you're holding out as long as you can before you pick those teams. For season long here to dominate. So we focus on season long. We get straight into the point here. So what we're going to do here, we're going to do a run of all the divisions in the NFL. So eight shows in a row here. We're going to look specifically at the players' rankings there on the four teams in each division. So today's teams are the Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles, and the Washington football team. That means we are on the NFC East. So we'll go east, north, south, west with the NFC, then we'll do the same thing, East, North, South, West with the AFC over the course of the next few shows. We'll get you the updated rankings for all the key players. Look at these teams as a whole offensively as well. So kind of uh, do a comprehensive look at all teams in the NFL over the next eight shows. So leading you up, everything is going to look great here going into your drafts there. And hopefully you're holding out some for Labor Day in that area. So You've got the freshest possible information to make your decisions here while on the clock. Speaking of which, the NFL season is about to begin and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's ultimate season previews, taking through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the ultimate season preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast to tune in beginning August 30th. That's next Monday. We're on this Monday, so let's uh, turn our attention to the East, and we'll go also alphabetical order by city names within the divisions. And the Cowboys will start a quarterback. That's a good place to start. Dak Prescott, where is he going to go? Is his shoulder injury mystery that we've seen him hard knocks, had to sit out, get hurt? Some people said he's not going to be 100%. Jerry Jones is pretty confident he'll be out there week one playing normally. And they're the team to kick off against the Buccaneers there in the Thursday night special there. So looking at uh, Dak Prescott right now, his uh, ranking has not been affected too much. He's still in the top 75. 61 is his average draft position and kind of ranking as well on Fantasy Pros. This is according to the expert consensus there, as well as uh, half-point PPR formats. Doesn't affect quarterback that much, but good to know that he's going as QB5 still here. So... Something to keep in mind that people are not worried about that. And I don't think we should be worried about that yet. I mean, the Cowboys are playing it coy a little bit. We're fully expecting him to play. But I think he'll be out there. There's still a little bit more time. There's no indication that he's not. I think they're going to play it extra careful with the guy coming off an ankle injury. Even though it's a different injury in the shoulder. So 
Again, he's still going as QB5. Remember, he was the QB1 on average points per game until he went down against the Giants last year. The weapons are there. The offense is there. The familiarity is there. Everything's there. You have to hedge your bets a little bit for Dak. He was very durable up to that point last year, but now you have to make sure you have a good backup situation, maybe get some higher upside guys. Maybe one of the rookies there would be a good stack behind Dak Prescott later in the draft. Uh, if you feel really good about Dak Prescott, that rookie might be Zach Wilson. If you're feeling a little shaky, you might invest a higher pick here on uh, Trevor Lawrence or hope that Justin Fields or Trey Lance pans out a little bit as a high-end QB2 and not knowing if they're going to start right away. So that may affect your decision later if you take Dak and you're worried about the injury, but certainly right now that's not affecting too many things. Is he still QB5, QB6, somewhere in that range around Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson in most drafts. They're behind the big three of Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Tyler Murray. Ezekiel Elliott has not lost any momentum here. He's going after the big four there running backs. So the big four running backs, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, McCaffrey on his own, Dalvin Cook there next in that second tier by himself. Then you uh, look at your format. I think Alvin Kamara is a better choice in uh, PPR leaning formats. Well, I think Derrick Henry is the clear choice in standard formats here, there uh, between the two backs. So after that, there's a lot of question marks on who's neck. Ezekiel Elliott is going fifth, ranked fifth, and he's the QB. Or RB5, so it's a run of RBs to start the draft. So fifth overall, fifth at running back here for Ezekiel Elliott. He looks pretty good, I'll have to say. I was a little skeptical because he's coming off a rough season. He's had a lot of mileage here, but he goes as the passing game goes. That opens thing up for him. The offensive line is back intact. The weapons were there. He was highly productive early in the season when Dak was around. He maybe is more Dak dependent for those numbers. I don't think he can just pound out the big rushing totals, he needs the passing game to kind of open things up for him in the running game. And that was part of it last year. I think he also lost a little bit of interest. The offensive line was banged up. This offense wasn't going anywhere with Andy Dalton. So I think Ezekiel Elliott is a money player, and he likes playing for money, and he likes playing when there's motivation to win games. And there wasn't a lot of that last year. So that's going to help a lot this year with the NFC East title, certainly in reach for Zeke. So makes a lot of sense. I think he's ranked appropriately just like Dak. So interesting that Dak is QB5 and Elliott is RB5 here as we get closer to the season. Let's turn our attention here to uh, wide receiver. So how it's going right now is uh, C.D. Lamb still holding steady as the number one choice from this team. 29 overall, 12th at wide receiver. So he's the very last wide receiver one. Mari Cooper not far behind, 38th overall, 16th there. Good news in Amari Cooper. Looks like he's recovered well from the leg injury. Got decent reps there in what is the third preseason game. Remember, they had the Hall of Fame game for the Cowboys. And second one, a third game. Cooper looked pretty healthy. Interchangeable, but CeeDee Lamb has the higher upside if you're going to use them in different spots. Lamb was really feeling with Dak Prescott last year. Amari Cooper's really special too, but I think there's a bit of a change of regard where Lamb will act more like the number one, produce a little bit more like that here this year. I know Prescott and Cooper have a pretty good chemistry, but I think now Prescott and Lamb could be a little bit bigger there in this passing game. Lamb, I think, is just a better overall receiver than Amari Cooper. He's younger. He's a little bit more explosive at this point. And a little DeAndre Hopkins in him, so we know what DeAndre Hopkins means in fantasy. So Lamb, I would certainly take a little bit ahead of Cooper right now. That makes Michael Gallup a good value. He's 114th in the overall rankings so far in half-point PPR, 44th at wide receiver. So 
he's going right now is a pretty bargain wide receiver four that you can look at. Not a bad guy to have in your lineup. Again, they've said that Gallup is also going to be interchanged on the routes here between Lamb and Cooper at times. He's a big play threat. Prescott has good chemistry with him downfield as well. And Gallup is going into a contract here. So he needs those numbers a little bit so he can get a big payday elsewhere. We know that he's not going to get that from the Cowboys. They already invested a lot in Cooper and Elliott. And Lamb is a first-round pick. So Gallup certainly... Presumably in his last season with Dallas, let's see what he can get done here. Now, people have been talking up Blake Jarwin a little bit at tight end. I don't see it right now. He's 149th overall. He's the tight end 23 off the board. So right at the bottom of the tight end twos. He did play. It was active. Made a big play there in the last preseason game. But let's look at also Dalton Schultz. I mean, he was pretty key there for Andy Dalton last year. He's going 315th. He's going as tight end 35 here. So... Dalton Schultz is going to be on the field quite a bit. I don't know why people think Jarwin is going to be the guy by himself. Jarwin also has a lot of durability issues. I think it's going to be tight end by committee, and it is not going to matter that much because a lot of the offense is going to funnel through the three wide receivers. When it's not going to Elliott, they're on the backfield when Dak is throwing, he's going to look a lot to Lamb, Cooper, and Gallup. That's why I like the Gallup value there as a wide receiver for 114th overall. The defense, Dan Quinn, they got Micah Parsons. Individually, Micah Parsons is a guy you're going to look at in IDP. But overall, you can't trust this defense to do a lot of playmaking. Even DeMarcus Lawrence, some playmakers in this scheme. 291 overall, 25. So they're going as uh, beyond the defense special teams. Twos, they're going in three. So a team that you're going to ignore for the most part in what looks like defense special teams here for all of 2021. All right, we've got three more teams to get to. Those would be the Giants, Eagles, and Washington football team here before this show is over. And we'll get to all those in due time here, but I do, again, have to remind you about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including... Online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest 200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day Super Promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All you have to do is enter the promo code Locked On to get that great sign-up bonus of 100% welcome there for you at Bet Online. We'll be right back here to continue to break down the teams from the NFC East, starting with the New York Giants. All right, so let's pick up the show where we left off here. Uh, we broke down the Cowboys, uh, looked at where all their players are going in fantasy football drafts. So we're using half-point PPR format for this, and the Fantasy Pros expect, expert consensus there to give you an idea of where the industry, the experts, have these guys ranked. We'll start with the quarterback for the Giants, and Daniel Jones, there hasn't been a lot of buzz about him. He's played a little in the preseason here. He is ranked 160, so he's in the top 200. He's going as QB 22, so right near the bottom of the QBs there. 
Daniel Jones, I think, out of sight, out of mind, has really hurt him a little bit. There was a little bit more buzz about him as a rising QB2 that could really break out with his running ability, the upgraded receiving core. But we're going to proceed with caution. This is still Jason Garrett in the offense. They're going to be more run-heavy here. And we're not sure about these receivers. I mean, we don't really see a lot of investment right now. Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. You have Kenny Galladay, but uh, Evan Ingram, there's limited uh, investment in him, too, as a tight end here in fantasy football. So Daniel Jones is going to have to get it done with some volume, with some running here this season if he's going to be special for the Giants. But, yeah, I think that's about right where the ranking is. Very boomer bust type fantasy player. Not a bad stash there in the back of your draft. Make sure you have a bonafide starter, however. This is not a situation where we're going to take Dak and then hope Daniel Jones is the guy. I mean, he's also a durability risk with his running style, kind of the way he moves around there. He definitely has talent. This is make or break year for Daniel Jones, however, with the receivers, with Barkley back, everything there. So, again, it is a wild card on what you're going to get from Daniel Jones. He could be fantasy football's biggest wild card and again. It would not surprise me if he throws for 30 touchdowns. It also would not surprise me if he throws for fewer than 20. So again, practice Daniel Jones at your own risk, but make sure you have a good plan A here and see what you can get out of plan B in Jones. The next player that we're going to look at is uh, Saquon Barkley, and he is a little bit uh, worrisome for some because he's coming off the knee injury. They say he's going to be ready in week one. He started on physically unable to perform in training camp, but we know McCaffrey's pretty special at number one, but Saquon Barkley was right up there with McCaffrey. we got to keep that in mind. So this is a pretty good value right now for Barkley. He's going after Ezekiel. He's ranked eighth. He's going as the RB7. I think that's about right. He's going to get the high volume if he's in there. So trust that he's healthy. The talent is there. The situation is there. Garrett's going to feed him. There's a little bit more balance in this Giants offense. We know he can catch pass as well, but... McCaffrey, we know set a standard here, but Barkley was going to be the guy that set that standard after his rookie year. He just needs a little bit of health, and same thing with McCaffrey. So, again, that's pretty good. Zeke and Barkley is a tough decision here from two running backs in this division. I'd still go Zeke a little bit more trustworthy with the health overall, while Barkley certainly has those durability issues here for New York. Kenny Galladay, a little bit concerned with that hamstring injury. He had to miss two to three weeks there. Happened early in camp, which is good, so it won't linger. And keep in mind, last year was a hip injury, so it's not going to interfere with what Galladay had last year, so it's a little bit different. So don't be intimidated by Galladay. He's still the number one here for the Giants. He's going 64 overall and uh, 25, so he's going right outside the wide receiver twos. I think that's about right because I don't trust this passing game. You have trust in Galladay, and he's got it down with different lines quarterbacks in his previous team, but let's be a little bit careful with Galladay. I think this is about right. I would play actually a little bit more cautious with Galladay. I want to see him out there a little bit and see how the connections go, especially with two decent other receivers here with whom Jones already has some chemistry. Sterling Shepard working all over the field and Darius Slayton. 157 is where Shepard is going. He's going 61, so right outside the wide receiver fives. And you have Darius Slayton right in that range. He's going as a wide receiver seven borderline at 194. So people not quite sure what to make of these other two guys. Kadarius Tony has to be off the radar, the rookie. There he's aggravated at undisclosed injury, so we're not even sure if he can get on the field. It's still pretty crowded with Galladay, Shepard, and Slayton. So of the two, I might take a chance more on Slayton. Again, I always like to go the cheaper if there's a bit of an unknown. There's a bit of chemistry on the outside between Jones and Slayton. So going there, I'd rather have him as his back-end stash where... 
forcing a, a second backup situation on Sterling Shepard at this point. Evan Ingram, not interested in him. He's at 121. I think it's going to be more about the receivers in this one. I know they want to use two tight ends, possibly with Kyle Rudolph in the mix, but no interest in Evan Ingram at all. Too many mouths to feed. Low volume passing offense here. You have Rudolph also cutting into touches, so under, don't understand the interest in Ingram all that much. 121, way too high for him. And tight end 15, I wouldn't take him anywhere near that here in 2021. Kyle Rudolph, uh, for what it's worth, 311, so pretty deep, and uh, tight end 34. So he'll cut in, I think, a little bit more to Ingram's value than we think, but it's going to be more about the wide receivers here. And that's why I want to take a chance on Slade. I think Slade might be the better value versus uh, trying to force Galladay as a wide receiver 3 or Shepard as a wide receiver 5. And defensively, the, the Giants has been a little bit buzzed, but not much higher than the Cowboys. 276 overall and 23 there among defenses. So nothing to see there. Rebuilding, have some playmakers, but just like the Cowboys, not draftable or pretty much not usable here for the foreseeable future. All right, let's get through the Eagles, and then we'll take our final break here. The Eagles, uh, looking at them and their quarterback situation, Jalen Hurts is a 93, so gets into the top 100 overall. He's the final QB1 on the board at 12th of the position. I do like Jalen Hurts, but I think this is a good direction where don't overdraft him. I think there's a case to be made for Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow being ahead of him. So Hurts is more of a deep league QB1 for me. I'm just a little bit wary. I get he has the running baseline. He's in year two. But was he going to produce enough passing with this offense to really please you in the end? And this offense can also run pretty effectively traditionally with Nick Sirianni and some of the backs that they have here. So be careful with Jalen Hurts. That's about right. A tight end one, tight end two borderline in 12-team leagues. Now, next guy we'll talk about, Miles Sanders. Uh, this is very interesting to me. He's going still in the top 50 at 40, and then uh, he's going as RB20. That's pretty fair to take him as a low-end running back two here, but let's look at where his competition is going. You have Kenneth Gainwell going 201, 60th among running backs, so RB5 for him. You have Boston Scott going as RB6, 65, 231, so... In some way, I think Gainwell and Scott are going to cut into uh, Sanders' role a little bit. No more carry-on Johnson. They cut and moved on from him. Jordan Howard, however, is lingering here on this team as well. So it could be a full-blown committee. I think I'd rather take Sanders more in that borderline running back to flex spot versus right in the solid spot there at number 20 here. And drafts, so be careful with Sanders and Hurts. I think Hurts is ranked about right now, maybe a little higher expected, but I think Sanders might be well overvalued there at that spot. 40 overall and 20 at running back. We go to the wide receivers, and uh, Devonta Smith is now looking healthy again. He had the knee issue early in camp, but he looks good again here for the Eagles. He's going at 100, so right in the middle of the top 200 in half-point PPR for the Eagles' promising rookie. He is going outside of the wide receiver three, so an early flex option here at 38th at the position. So right outside, 36 would say wide receiver 3 in 12-team league. So in a deeper league, Devonta Smith doesn't really has appeal. I still think he'll be the number one time. I don't know if you're going to get a lot out of Devonta Smith just now. Jalen Rieger, by the way, the second-year uh, first-rounder from TC, 155, overall 60th. So he's going as a wide receiver 5, and Smith going as a wide receiver 4 there early. So interesting uh, between those two guys, I would say lean toward the guy that has a better value right now. It's Rieger, just like we said. Go for Slayton over Shepard. I would say Rieger over Smith at this point. Rieger's not going to go anywhere. He's going to flash in big plays and be a important part of this offense. So 
a little rich for me. I don't like the direction of the Eagles wide receivers. Another reason where I'm a little concerned with Jalen Hurts bringing the return on investment beyond his uh, running ability and baseline there. One guy that could help Jalen Hurts with his numbers is going to be Dallas Goddard at tight end. 89, so he's in the top 100 overall. Ninth at tight end. That's a pretty good value. I think he's going to be a big part of what they do. And you look at Dallas Goddard. If you're worried about Zach Ertz, Zertz, Ertz is 172, also known as Zertz, Z Ertz. 172 overall, 26 at tight end. So he's going outside of the tight end twos here. That's how low we think of Zach Ertz uh, breaking down here for the Eagles offense without Carson Wentz, how much of a factor he's going to be. So Goddard, I think, is going to be their leading receiver, however you look at it. Smith and Rieger are going to be pretty close. Therefore, I go with Rieger with a better value. Smith, I think, will be special in time and be a wide receiver too, but right now you cannot look at either Smith or Rieger more as wide receiver three, four borderlines. We have to see that develop over the season with Goddard being a big part of this game. Plan for Nick Sirianni as well as the backs of the backfield there. Defense, the Eagles are a little bit better, still deep in the 200s, however. 251 and defense 20. So a little bit of rebuilding going on there as well for Philadelphia. Uh, nothing to see there. Maybe it's one you can stream in the right matchups, just like the Giants and Cowboys, but nothing you're going to take on a regular basis here in 2021. All right, we still have to talk about the Washington football team. Actually, it might be the most exciting team overall offensively in this division. So stay tuned for that. It will break down where their key offensive skill players are ranked. And they also have a defense that's relevant. So we'll do that for you in our final segment. I do have to tell you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious core flavors plus the occasional limit time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan like me, they're definitely passionate about our faves. Mine include peanut butter brownie and mint brownie that you got to check out. I also like double chocolate salted caramel. You're missing out if you don't know the Built Bar flavors. Well, all the Built Bars you get, soft and easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate. There's something for everyone. If you don't know what your favorite flavor is yet, the best way to do that is try all the flavors, getting a mixed box where you can get two each of nine flavors. They're the best tasting Built Bars, yes, but they're also healthy for you too. Most of the flavors have 17 18 grams protein, 130 to 180 calories, 45 grams sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. So order today and get whatever you like. There are nine amazing core flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Also look out for those special flavors available at Built Bar as well. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is also brought to you by Rock Auto. Dot com With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now possible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating question and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home in your pocket. Why should you spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store rock, non-rock auto car dealership? Look, at Honda Odyssey Fuel Pump, you could pay $353 at a chain store, or you could pay only $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto prices rely below for every customer. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. All you have to do, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked onto their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. You can find them all at rockauto.com. 
All right, let us uh, close the show here looking at the Washington football team. They'll have a name next year, but not quite for this season. Ryan Fitzpatrick, there's been some debate, and now he's going ahead of uh, Daniel Jones. We talked about some nice sleeper QB2s. 154 overall, a little bit before Jones. And QB19, so kind of bunched up together there, but I really like Ryan Fitzpatrick as a solid backup. Again, he's rather streaky in what he does, but he's uh, overall a great uh, quarterback who facilitates the playmakers, uh, does what he needs to do as a bridge, and I think he could have his biggest year yet as a bridge quarterback. That's how good I think this Washington offense with Scott Turner can be. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, a sleeper QB2 that you can uh, get some good value with. You can stream for good shares of stretches here in your team if that's the way you want to play it here or great for a Q, two QB or Superflex League Ryan Fitzpatrick can get you good results here. Antonio Gibson he's ranked 17th overall 11th among the RBs I think he's going to finish top 10 maybe even top 5 so great value as Gibson stays there right now so 17 may, means middle of the second round yeah you'll take that for Antonio Gibson's value I think he could easily be a back end first round pick here in fantasy football so Love all the projections for Gibson. Love this offense. Love how Turner and Ron Rivera are going to feed him the ball like Christian McCaffrey. It's going there. It's also supported by J.D. McKissick. Uh, Peyton Barber, no one, nowhere to be found in the rankings, really, that of note to outside of the top 300 is where you'll find him. Uh, J.D. McKissick, 133 overall. He's going as RB50. So that's maybe seeming somewhat high there as an RB5, but Gibson... In there is an RB1. So good disparity there. McKissick might see a little change of pace receiving work there. But it's all Gibson here seeing a big role. McKissick is probably your best bet to get some handcuff value here. Spain Barber is more touchdown power dependent. While McKissick would eat up a lot of Gibson's receiving ability here. Should something happen to Antonio. Terry McLaurin also going pretty high. He's going as uh, wide receiver 11. So Gibson going as RB11. And uh, McLaurin going as wide receiver 11. I think McLaurin a little too high ranked there. I like him more as a wide receiver two mid-range, where I like Gibson more inside that elite RB1 area. I like Terry McLaurin a lot, but there's quite a few mouths to feed. When you throw to Gibson, you have McLaurin as well. You also have Logan Thomas, who's 86th overall, 8th at tight end. He's not going anywhere. Fitzpatrick is going to put the ball in the hands of McLaurin, Thomas, Gibson quite a bit. So pretty good... Uh, triplets there if for any quarterback so that's why i like fitzpatrick's upside again two qb league super flex you're set with fitzpatrick pretty nice uh, streamer there but these weapons certainly say that he's going to have a lot to throw to mclaurin just be a little bit wary i think there's at least 12 wide receivers who can produce a little bit more based on their situations mclaurin again not a slouch he's still going to be a pretty high-end wide receiver too but again the scoring is going to go up and up and i think he'll finish just outside the top 12, well, I think Gibson is going to finish well inside the top 10. Logan Thomas about right there where he's ranked at number 8 among the tight ends. You have uh, Curtis Samuel, 108 here. Overall, his ranking is 41. So that's a pretty good ranking for Samuel. That's about right. I don't think you want to invest too high a pick on Curtis Samuel. I think that's about right. Remember, if Gibson's there, that means less role for Samuel with the Gibson-like McCaffrey role that's coming up. Samuel's production in Carolina in a similar offense was tied to McCaffrey missing time. So when Gibson's on the field, it's going to be a lot of Gibson, McLaurin, Thomas. Don't forget about Adam Humphreys in the slot and the rookie, Diami Brown. Right now is a deep league stash. He's ranked 317th, overall 109 among wide receivers. 
So it's going to be hard for Diamond Brown to see a regular role unless something happens to Samuel or Humphreys. Then you can adjust and have one of them play outside. Where I think right now you'll have a lot of 11 personnel where McLaurin's on the outside, Samuel is too, and Humphreys on the inside. Brown gives them a little inside-outside versatility if they so choose to use with Samuel. But again, that's about ranked right for Samuel. I'm not going to invest too much in him this year. Again, McLaurin, Thomas Gibson, that's where this passing game is going to go through most here, and Fitzpatrick is going to be doing the smart distributing there. Finally, we'll look at defense special teams. 178 here for the Washington football team. That puts them at defense special teams 5. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You have Chase Young, a lot of playmakers in the backfield there to make plays out of secondary interceptions, a rack up the sacks to complement Chase Young, Montez Sweat, and all those guys. So, really like the defense here. That's going to be a backbone for Washington. Really have an ch- opportunity as well, playing off this offense and the explosiveness there. They're going to tee off on some teams. Playing with the lead with Chase Young. I like this team finishing over a 500 as well with the Cowboys. So that's really going to help the defensive production here. So defense special teams, yeah, they are a team that you can maybe plug in and play almost every week. Maybe you don't play them against the Cowboys, but certainly Giants and Eagles, this division, there's some weaknesses there. So be careful to Washington again, the higher-powered offenses. But against most offenses that are mid-level to lower, you can play their defense. I love that ranking there at defense special teams 5, 178 overall. About when he should be targeting a defense anyway in drafts uh, well after 150 overall in uh, 12-team leagues. So there you have it. There's a breakdown of the NFC East teams, where their players are ranked on all four teams. That means Dallas, New York, Philadelphia, and Washington. So we'll do this tomorrow, and we'll focus on the NFC North, that means we'll go Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota, same way what we did today. So breaking it down easy for you straight, no nonsense to the point here. That's what you get on Locked On Fantasy Football. You also get that on Locked On Bets. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. This has been another edition of Locked on Fantasy Football as we start another week here. We'll continue our look at all the teams in the NFL, breaking it down by division here and by team and by position, looking at the rankings, doing our rankings reports. We'll get through, again, all the teams. We knocked down four today, 28 more to go, seven more shows on this series. So looking forward to that. Join us tomorrow for the NFC North, and then we'll get to the NFC South and NFC West and so on and so forth. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this is Vinny Iyer. Have a great start to your week here.